All right, back at the training ground with Jonathan Pulsecamp and Thad Bell, as always. What's going on, Thad? Not much, man. I just got to watch a uh, very entertaining and uh, yes, that's uh, energetic training session. That's what I was hoping you'd get us going off with here. Yes, okay. Uh, Jonathan, thank you for joining us. We are fresh off a... Uh, uh, it's going to be exciting. I, I was I was intrigued to hear that it was a... Um, that Peter was yelling at training today because I would think everything would be all good vibes. It was, you know, four to one win in Portland. Um, I, I imagine things are feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, guys are always excited after wins. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that, that first training back or that, that first day back. Everyone was just a little too happy, I guess. Is that what was <laughs> <Yeah>. going on? <laughs> well, hey, I mean, e- even when, when you win a match uh, or, or, you know, string of wins, there, there's always things that, that need to be looked at in, in, in training. The, the standard always needs to be held high and, and guys are always going to be held accountable. So that first training back uh, especially is always uh, – exciting ones because uh yeah just the coaches like to to make sure guys are, are showing up uh, for the new week uh at, at the standard that it that it needs to be at yeah it, it did seem peter was very much on a couple of the younger guys who uh needed to maintain a standard that he wanted them to be at <laughs> exactly exactly no but that's good and that's that's exactly what we need because i mean whether it's a win a loss or a draw yeah you could you know you're happy or sad about it but at the end of the day it's you know, you have to do that every every weekend, and, and there's there's new games every week. So, yeah, we're happy about this, but now it's all eyes on, on San Jose. I'll say, I know a couple of times after a couple of games that maybe didn't go your guys' way, I've talked to you, and you, you just said, uh, you know, we got to set a higher standard. we got to go back. we got to do better. How much of it is that you hold yourself to that standard, not, not even that Peter does, but that you do? Oh, I mean, massively. If, you know, you're in this profession – and you want to be successful, you have to. You have to be self-accountable. You have to, you know, in a way, be your own harshest critic, not in an unhealthy way where, you know, you're hurting your, your own confidence, but you need to be able to look at yourself and analyze yourself to get better because, you know, there, there's a lot of guys on the roster and there's a lot of guys on the league, and if you're not constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, you're not, you're not going to improve at the rate of the guys who are because those guys are, are constantly getting better, and they're making themselves better. So let's go all the way back. You're a California kid. Um, you know, you were you spent some time with the, the LA Galaxy in, the, in, the, in, in your youth days. I'm wondering what it was like coming to Kansas City. I know, you, I know you're here now. You've been here for a while, but I was, I'm wondering what a Kansas, uh, California kid thought um, as, he was, as he was moving to the, the middle of flyover country, as it were. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was it was interesting uh definitely a lot of jokes uh, yeah do you have to defend KC from I your do. friends at home yeah 100 <laughs> percent have to defend KC uh, especially now that I've been here um and it's grown on me quite a bit um yeah defending it to, to friends and family and then once I get them out here then they're like okay yeah this is this is this is all right um but yeah I mean when I first came to Kansas City it was in a very interesting point of my life um, you know, I just left the Galaxy's Academy, uh, kind of, you know, in, in an interesting way with, with some interesting conversations had, uh, you know, went to England for a bit, fell in love with that. Uh, and that was all a really enjoyable experience. Um, but then ultimately that didn't work out because of some things off the field. So that kind of was, was a shot I had to take that as a 17 year old was pretty mm-hmm. disappointing, um, 
so then, yeah, I just hit a point where I was like, look, I mean, this is what I want to do and I need to, I need to, you know, just, just find a home basically and, and really get to work. So I was super motivated to get to work and just to train and, and, and to get better and, and become as good as I, I, I can be, which I still am obviously in that process of high, high motivation. But at this time in particular, I was definitely, I mean, the people around me still make fun of me to this day. I maybe wasn't even like the happiest person. I'm talking even before I came to Kansas City, but mm-hmm. I was just so determined and I was, that's all I could think about was, was just getting that first contract and then just going for it. Um, so once I got the opportunity to come out to Kansas City, which was set up through a prior relationship with the then uh, academy goalkeeper coach, mm. you know, I came out, I trained, I, I showed well in training. And I think <clears throat> just after a few days, he's like, look, we we want to bring you in. Um, and the season had already started at this point. Um, but yeah, he was like, look, we want to bring you in and have you with uh, the second team. And I yeah, said, yeah, that's that's fine. That's perfect. Let's 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 do it. And and it worked out well for me. Um, and you probably had a conversation with Vermees at some point along the line there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was talking to Bliss, talking to Vermees. Um, that's one of our favorite things that we good. we talk to the players about it. They, they always, everyone always re- vividly remembers that first conversation with with Peter Vermees. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting. I'm actually trying to remember the the fir- the very like the actual first time I was introduced to Peter. I'm actually not sure. I do vividly remember. I guess that. this is more so the foreign the the foreign players yeah, maybe that I'm thinking of that are they're like, oh yes, this is definitely a city I can go to in in the United. United States with this guy. Yeah, because he always like sells the the project. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. They sell well, the project. The project is this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I mean, and that definitely played a big part, especially more recently, like with having been here for a bit and obviously knowing Peter very, very well. Because at this point, um, you know, when we talked about with the, with this recent contract I signed, extending for a while, like that's where a lot of that is coming from. Is is Peter and the identity and just kind of project that you that you talk about what we're kind of building here and the identity around the club that is instilled in everybody just aligns with me and aligns with my own personal beliefs and my own kind of mentality really really well so it's a good fit in that in that regard so that definitely played a part on on me wanting to stay here for a while I'm curious what the you stay you spend a lot of time standing there in goal. I know you're hyper focused on the game, but I also know that you can hear fans pretty clearly sometimes. I'm wondering what the most ridiculous thing is you've ever heard from a fan behind you. <laughs> um, I probably can't repeat a lot of <laughs> that's some fair. Of, that's fair. Some of the 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 crazier things. Um, but is it mean? Are are people mean or is it like funny sometimes? People, well, it's both. It's like yeah. they are mean, but I don't like take offense right. to it. I like it, and it's yeah. it's funny. Um, but yeah, it's especially like some USL fans. Actually, mm. I was like, USL fans are brutal. Um, you go yeah. to certain places, and you'll just get absolutely abused. What's um, a, what's a notorious the city? Uh, the worst I ever got was in Louisville, and mm. in Pittsburgh, particularly, um, especially when I was younger. Uh, you know, not that I'm old now, I'm obviously still young and still kind of have that youthful energy for sure, but calming down, like, you know, maturing a little bit, but when I was younger, I would definitely give it, give it back to the fans a little bit more (laughs) if something happens, you know, I'd turn around and and wink at somebody or or maybe like, you know, just doing kind of the the dumb kid stuff uh, with the fans. And then that would wind them up to, to give me even more 
crap throughout the game. So Pittsburgh, I was having a good game, um, and I was I was feeling good. So they were they were on me. They were they were destroying me all game, and unfortunately we lost that game. So I definitely got got a lot of uh, <laughs> after the game for sure. Speaking of fans and that relationship with you, I, in this last game after a big save, I could hear the Calder and chanting, "That's our keeper." Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. How'd that feel, man? No, that's obviously great. I mean, feeling the support from the fans, like individually, in in moments in the game and after the game and before the game, like, yeah, it's it's hard to describe it exactly, but it it, it gives you kind of this extra boost in confidence, extra boost in energy. Um, you know, the play itself obviously gives that as well. Like, it's like a forward scoring a goal. It gives you it gives you that that confidence to go and get another when you make a save as a keeper it yeah it just gives you that boost it gives you a bit of rhythm um and then to have the fans kind of give that support and, and recognition for it like yeah that's that's all we, we are want, that's all we want as players we are of course talking about the double save and the four to one win versus portland uh depending on when you're listening to this and yes the that's our keeper chant is is significant from the fans in that you know, I don't think at the beginning of the year you expected to be seeing this much time, this much regular time. Uh, you know, an injury to Tim Melia has, has given you an opportunity and the team is getting a good look and, you know, the decisions must be made here. So, yeah, that is a, that was a significant chant from the fans there and my favorite save of the season. And, yes, that is as good. That is, that is like a striker scoring a goal. The upper reaches of the 90, of the upper 90. I've never seen – I don't think a ball could get any more upper 90 than that one was. Is that your favorite save this year? This year, for sure. 100% this year. Um so you have another one in your head, right? You got a better from, one from this year. No, well, no, no ever. I mean anytime. Ever. Ever. That, that means you have another one. That there, you're thinking there was, of. there was a few with with the second team that definitely felt good. But no, I think that one being in the MLS and knowing that, like, I helped, you know, kind of secure the result in that game. Yeah, because they um, were for sure gonna come back like these yeah, other games. Well, they were no, sure come back if you, if you didn't I would, stop it there no, at the beginning. I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying all that. The no we guys, are we are guys. <laughs> that was that was Blanco man. You, you just saved it. that shot, right? No, no, but I mean look the guys had done well to put us in a really good position. Um and obviously they were fantastic in the first half. I didn't have a single shot on target in the first half. I think I caught one ball that was like a little cross. Like I had nothing to do the first half. Um which I would have been fine doing all game. Like, <laughs> if you guys want to win 3-0 and, and have me do absolutely nothing, that's great. Um, but it also feels good when it's, like, a, more of a complete team performance. Like, they score than, you know, as, as a goalkeeper, I, I, I did my bits as well. And I know you're always ha- – I mean, you're always going to say the line that, yeah, hey, we were happy to get three points. That was the most important thing. But did it piss you off a little bit that they scored at the end? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Robbed him of like, the shutout. Like, I was fuming about that. I – was joking about it with like some of the guys after um yeah like look at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't you know change anything whether you win one zero three two three one four one it's 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 a win and a loss or a tie um but yeah just just as a, as a personal note like yeah I guess it's just like what we say like holding yourself accountable and holding your team accountable it's like even when you're winning and, and you win a game by a good margin, you still look at the the few things that did go wrong, right, or that weren't perfect as as a as a collective. Um, and then, yeah, to have it be kind of in the 90th minute in that fashion, mm. um, I think it could have been a foul. 
before that, you know, as he's getting slapped in the face, like, and the refs just kind of left it. I don't know what the ref was even calling. Because um, when, when they scored and then, you know, obviously I was not too happy about it. And then the, I saw the flag was up and mm, from, yeah. from that moment I was like, they're going to check this. And, like, it, it's either it's a foul or it's not because I saw the runner coming in. And I knew it wasn't offside, so I was like, "What? Like, what are they calling?" So it was just kind of confusing, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world, but a little frustrating. Sure. Uh, not not putting a quote in your mouth, but kind of confusing does describe refs sometimes. <laughs> yeah, in this league, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Wait, let's not get you fined, man. Let's yeah. Well, so so what was your favorite part of that save? Was it the the second save, or that you got to take out a uh, a Chara brother? <laughs> um, no, I mean, obviously, definitely the the shot from Blanco. I mean. The play on Chara was was really good, um, just from my end. Just the timing of it, I think, came off really nicely for me, because um, I started to go, and then obviously he 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 was getting to it pretty pretty quickly, um, so I had kind of no chance of of just running through it and, and collecting it. So I've I've actually like left my feet, dove at the ball, and kind of went into like a fifty fifty challenge with him in my hands, um, and then I. You know, saw the ball pop out, but I, I the the alarms weren't like going off or anything. Um, I just thought, okay, I need I need to get back here. I need to I need to drop back into the goal. And then, I mean, all the credit to to Blanco for that hit. I mean, he's facing like the sideline, so that's why like I knew I was dropping back. I knew I had to get back in, um, but I definitely wasn't expecting that. Um, so he scored another dagger from about that same spot in the playoffs yeah, to yeah. eliminate this team. So yeah. that was a, that was a good, very good to see that save. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I was I was just getting back, and then I saw he was swinging at it to shoot it, and I thought it would be a little bit more routine. And then while I was getting back, I was like, oh my gosh, like he's hit this really, really well. Um, and then, but picked it up with my eyesight and was able to, to get a hand on it. So go ahead. So you got that big paw up there, right? Got, got the big paw up there. Big paw. Uh, so we were talking about, you know, the, the fans showing you the support. What uh, Do you have any thoughts, uh, feelings about the future, where you want to be, what's what's going to happen after the season? Yeah, I mean, thinking about the future is just, you know, wanting to play and wanting to to continue to, to prove myself, obviously, and, and, and continue to to have that, that consistency, you know, being, being the guy. Like, I, I want to be – like every player on the roster, you know, the, the guy playing every week. Um, I don't think there's there's a player that, you know, doesn't want to be playing, right? And, and that's a problem if they don't. So 100% just, just want to want to lock up the job and I, w- I want to be the guy and, and I want to help this team win trophies because I know that's what we, we're all here to do, right? Cool. And in the, not following up on that because that's I always interrupt the, the train of thought. But going back to that big paw for a second, I've heard you be referred to as Big Bear. Yeah, yeah that's new. I th- Where, is yeah, that new? new? Yeah. Okay. Where'd that come from? So <laughs> I said it in one of like the mic'd ups, <laughs> like as a joke, yeah, because guys. Tim would call me it because I don't do well in like hot, humid. Yeah. So during the summer, I like die in training because I'm like a really I'm a really like sweaty person. Like I sweat profusely. So when it's really hot and <clears throat> humid in the summer, training is really difficult for me because I'm like blowing up, sweating, out of breath, and then 
Tim obviously being quite a bit older than me, he like laughs and like makes fun of me. He's like, dude, you're like a kid. And I'm like running circles around you right now. Like you're, <laughs> you're like breathing deep during the warm up, like getting all this. And then like one day he like referred to me as like a big bear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so then I did a mic'd up and it was, it was really hot out and Jordan was like trying to fix, uh, fix the microphone on me. And I was, cause I was really, really sweaty. And I was like, dude, I'm big bear man sweaty (laughs) it just kind of stuck i don't know it fits it fits i i I didn't really think of big bear being the sweaty part i thought maybe it was more the hairy part i think that i mean that probably was (laughs) tim's tim's point too just big big body big person beard hairy so i don't know i think it's i think it's all the collective when when you're playing in your 30s you'll have to have one of those big grizzly beard one of the big huge beards yeah yeah Yeah. I, i i I think that's I think that's in the future. As you run around the nineteen year old is trying to take your job, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the staple exactly. of all keeper of all old keepers is that long beard, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, not for Tim, not, not for, for Ramondo. Not I for mean. Tim, not for those guys. Well Ramondo doesn't count. I've played I've played against a few a few keepers um with some with some pretty impressive beards, so yeah. it's inspiring. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some in the USL, man. They have oh, some Van Oakle, Van Ockel's beard is shout uh, out Van Ockel. Yeah, that guy's that guy's a big bear. That's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a big beard to match it. I'd say if Armando had a long beard, he'd be tripping over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jonathan, thank you for joining, man, and yeah. Uh, yeah, good luck the rest of the season. Awesome, thank you guys very much. All right, man, appreciate Thanks. you.